Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. Okay, so I'll just um, begin by reading from How to Transform Your Life. So this is on page 16. So it is important to be able to distinguish disturbed states of mind from peaceful states. So states that disturb our inner peace, such as anger, jealousy, attachment, are called delusions, and these are the principal cause of all our suffering. We may think that our suffering is caused by other people, by poor material conditions or by society, but in reality it's coming from our negative states of minds. The essence of spiritual practice is to reduce and eventually completely eradicate our delusions and replace them with permanent inner peace. This is the real meaning of our human life. Normally we seek happiness outside ourselves. We try to obtain better material conditions, a better job, higher social status and so forth. But no matter how successful we are in improving our external situation, we still experience many problems and much dissatisfaction. We never experience pure lasting happiness. This shows us that we should not seek happiness outside ourselves, but instead establish it within by controlling our mind through sincere spiritual practice. If we train in this way, we can ensure that our mind remains calm and happy all the time. And then no matter how difficult our external circumstances may be, we will always be happy and peaceful. Okay, so just um, reminding you. So one of the techniques that we're going to use each day is that we're checking what is my mind producing. So this self-examination, very important that we examine. It's not... Um, No one else can know what's going on in our mind. Nobody. We can fool everybody. Nobody can know what's really going on in our mind. So we have to be very honest. We check. What what, um, is my mind producing now? Okay, so this is important. What is my mind producing now? So when we have these feelings, what is my mind producing? So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because when we're feeling sad, unhappy, overwhelmed, etc., we feel... Um, as if we're not responsible for it, yeah. But actually, what is my mind producing? Okay, there's quite. It, I know I'm sort of laboring that point, but it does help. I promise you. When you're in in a state, a bit of a state, and you just check to yourself and say to yourself, "What am I producing now?" Okay? Um, because remember, a negative mind will always find a problem. And then if we do find some negativity within our mind, some unpleasant feeling, some painful feeling, don't be frightened. Don't panic. Don't panic. It's okay. If we find it, don't panic. Because what happens is we find it and then we want to get rid of it instantly. Yeah, And so then we might say or do things or take substances or whatever, trying to get rid of this painful feeling. But if we find a painful feeling, don't be frightened, don't panic. Remember that it is just temporary. And so Buddha said that it is that we need to contemplate that just as a storm cannot destroy the sky, in the same way a few unpleasant feelings will not destroy our mind. Right? 
Because that's the thing, isn't it? When we have these minds, we feel like they are destroying us. But that's not correct. It's just an illusion. In the same way that, you know, how horrendous a storm can be. Horrendous. But it does not destroy the sky. When it passes, the sky remains. In the same way, these unpleasant feelings, no matter how awful they are, and I know they can be so awful, but no matter how awful they are, they are just temporary and they will pass. Okay? If we don't focus okay, and give them fuel to develop stronger and stronger, they will eventually pass. Okay? <clears throat> so, so it's saying, so again, we need to say to ourselves, this painful feeling does not have the power to destroy my mind. Okay? does not have the power to destroy my mind. So when you're in that state, just saying these things, I'm producing this, it does not have the power to destroy my mind. So Buddha said, when our mind is free from all turbulence of distracting conceptions, it becomes calm and smooth. Okay? So when our mind is free of all distracting, disturbing, our mind becomes calm and smooth. I love that. It'd be so lovely, wouldn't it, that the mind is just calm and smooth. It's not indifferent and uncaring, okay, because within that calm and smooth, there is a depth of caring and compassion and love. But our experience of it is calm and smooth. And when we are enjoying peace and happiness, our craving for external sources of pleasure naturally declines, and it is easy to remain content. Because the more disturbed our mind is, the more we seek external stuff and it's never enough. Why? Because it's not putting an end to the pain that we're experiencing. Or if it does, just for a short time and then the pain comes back. So again, people misunderstand this. Buddha's not saying, therefore, you've got to live your life with no fun. <laughs> you know, you can't have any nice things. You can't go to the movies. You can't go out for meals. You can't go on holidays. He's not saying anything like that. He's just saying that these things in themselves are not a true source of happiness. Okay? Happiness is, is a state of mind. And often we crave a lot of external excitement and enjoyment because we're trying to run from ourselves. Yeah? We're just running from ourselves. It's like sometimes, you know, when you go on holiday and you're really looking forward to it and you get there and you've left everything behind, but unfortunately you had to take yourself with you. You know that feeling? That feeling, actually, what you really wanted was a break from yourself. Yeah, so it's the, this, this, this feeling. You know, this. Um, so it's it's trying to see that if I have a peaceful mind, the least, then I will crave less, I will want less, and my mind will be more contentment, contented. Um, and Buddha said that someone who is contented has real wealth. Right? And it is, if you think about it, to not to be really content. Is, it's just so wealthy, isn't it? Who do we know who has that? You know, our society doesn't cultivate contentment, does it? You know, so, but if we have a peaceful mind, then we'll be content. So without inner peace, my mind has no freedom. It is forced to go where it is led by negative minds. Okay, so without, um, without inner peace, my mind has no freedom. You know, we talk a lot about freedom, don't we, in our, in our world. It's the, you know, People have rights and, and we have freedom. But actually, we can have external freedom. But if our mind um, has is full of negative states of mind, we have no freedom. There is no freedom. We're caught in a prison, aren't we, within our own mind, and there is no freedom. We are locked in. So to improve the quality of my life, I need to improve the quality of my mind. Okay, so you think, 
to improve the quality of my life, I need to improve the quality of my mind. Uh, I need inner peace. Okay? So this is so by thinking in the ways that you know we've learned this morning and what I what I've just explained now, we come to that conclusion. If I want real freedom, real mental freedom, I need inner peace. Okay? And I know it all sounds like we're focusing on ourselves, but as I said before, it it's it only when our mind is peaceful. Can we really be a benefit to others? Because otherwise what happens, I mean, I don't know about you, but if my mind is very turbulent and I'm very emotional and I feel quite distressed and some sense of despair, if other people then come in and they've got problems and difficulties, which they always have, I mean, they, let's face it, and they need something or they want something, I feel so full to capacity, I've got no room for them. So I, maybe I even develop resentment towards them and their problems. You know, uh, what we, we sort of call this, don't we, like compa- compassion fatigue, you know, or we, which, because we haven't got the mental space to deal with, or it may be that we really want to help them, but because our mind is so chaotic and so um, confused that we can't see any way of helping them. Yeah. So that the best thing that we can do for other people is to work on our mind. Because the more peaceful our mind is, the more content our mind is, the more we've waged war on our negative states of mind, the more inner peace we have, the more benefit we will be of others to others. Okay? So again, you know, drawing on your own experience, if there's some, say you're going through something and um, there's somebody who you know who's always quite agitated and they're always, their mind is never very stable, they're always a little bit angry, resented, you're not going to go to them for help, are you? Because you, you can sort of feel actually they're not going to be able to listen even. You know, when our mind is so full, we can't really even listen to other people. You know, and listening is so important. It's often one of the best gifts we can give, isn't it, to somebody else. It's not really to do anything, but just to really listen. Because all sometimes people need is to be heard. But if our mind is so full of what's going on for ourselves, we can't even hear them or their situation or their problem. So the more at peace our mind is, the more quiet it becomes, then the more mental space we have to hear other people correctly. So happiness and suffering uh, are parts of mind. And so if we want to really avoid suffering and experience happiness, then we need to train our mind. Okay. So, um, so again, you know, this is something uh, unique to Buddhism, really, that uh, our suffering actually is created by our mind. So it's not saying, so whether something is, is a problem or not depends upon our mind. Okay. Depends upon our mind. So many people will see. So as something is an opportunity uh, for growth or it can be um, a big problem, we choose. You know, it's how we view something that determines the impact that it has on us. So Buddhism uses meditation and meditation techniques in order to bring the mind uh to ripen the mind to its full capacity, okay? So the capacity of every human being, everybody, no matter how negative you feel about yourself, the capacity of your mind is phenomenal. Your potential for um, loving kindness, compassion, your, your potential for wisdom is absolutely phenomenal. Every single one of us without exception, okay? That part of our mind... Um, needs to be cultivated and developed and nurtured, 
Okay? So we need techniques to do that because the stronger the good qualities of our mind are, then um, the more we'll be able to deal with and navigate our way through the difficulties in our life. So we've all got good qualities. We don't sometimes feel that we have. It's easier often to identify, you know, if someone was to say, generally for most people, if someone was to say to you, give me a list of your bad qualities, you know, if they say right now, give me a list of your good qualities, like, you know, so it's, but we actually have amazing, every single person, we all have the potential for a lot of really amazing good qualities. The human mind, when it gets rid of all its negativity, is phenomenal. Right? It really is. Absolutely. You know, when human beings come together and they're, they're, they're focused on something that is to benefit others and they come together to do that, it's a phenomenal force, isn't it? You know, human beings working together for something good is phenomenal what we can achieve. And people can produce very good results. But in the same way, when human beings come together with a negative intention, motivated by anger, etc., we are so destructive as well. Okay, So we have an incredible power. So it's learning to be able to um, strengthen and improve our good qualities while subduing and eventually just getting rid of completely our negative qualities. Okay, And at the same time, not identifying with our negative qualities, seeing that they are just bad weather passing through. We've, bought, we've been born human. Everybody has them. You know, everybody has them. You know, it's, it's no big surprise if you meet someone and they say to you, oh, you know, sometimes I get a bit angry. You don't think, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's awful. I've never heard such a thing, right? Because we know, don't we? It's normal. Or, or sometimes I get a bit jealous or sometimes I get a bit irritated. We're like, yeah, okay, I get that. If they said to you, oh, I never get angry, I never get irritated, I never get jealous, my mind is just full of love and compassion and peaceful all the time. Then our alarm bells go, <laughs> don't they? You know? So having a mixed bag of qualities is normal, um, but these negative qualities are not permanent. Okay? They're, not, they're not permanent. They're not intrinsic. They're not inherent. They're just bad weather in the mind, and we can get rid of them. And that's what Buddhism believes is the actual purpose of a human life, is to take the mind to its highest level. And, and the way to do this is to get rid of all that rubbish and to nurture and cultivate all, all the good qualities within our mind. And we do this through meditation. So meditation, um, sometimes people think, oh, how can you do that? Just sitting there quietly meditating. But meditation has two parts. One of it is sitting quietly, going inward and cultivating and developing positive minds. And then when you come out of meditation, then applying those meditation, those, those meditative minds to your daily life. Right? So it's two parts. One part is sitting quietly, meditating, cultivating the right minds. The second part is applying it to your daily life. And of the two, applying it to your daily life is where you're going to spend most of your time. Right? Because it's very rare to find people who could meditate 24 hours a day in this modern world where our minds are so distracted, right? So the majority of our time is using what we gain in our meditation, which might only be half an hour a day, you know, and then applying that to our daily life. So it's the union of meditation and daily life. So somebody who is training their mind in meditation, they're in meditation all the time. 
again, people get confused by this. So they think, so people would say, oh, so what do you do at, at the Buddhist center? Oh, and I say, oh, well, we're in meditation all the time. So you would think, oh, that sounds interesting. So you just all sit in your rooms then, <laughs> you know, just sitting there meditating, right? But it, it's not true. So what that means is I'm in meditation all the time, is that I'm applying my meditation objects to my daily life, right? And I'm becoming aware when I'm not. And I see the difference. So I, when I'm applying what I learn in meditation to my day, my day goes smoother. Okay? doesn't mean that the problems don't come, but my ability to handle them, deal with them, um, uh, transform them and use them uh, is much better than when if I don't have meditation objects in my mind during the day, I just deal it with, with normal emotion, my mind goes up and down like a roller coaster, by the end of the day I'm exhausted. Okay? So meditation is applying our meditation objects that we learn in our formal meditation to our daily life. If you feel inspired by this podcast, then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts. <laughs>